Podcast, your boys, Matt, Brian, and we're back off of a short, Very short hiatus. Very short hiatus. To come back full spring, we wanted to regain our energy, re- refuel the tank before taking on the last couple episodes of this season. That's right. We we figured we've been we've been rocking and rolling for a while. Also, New York got hit in the face with a gigantic snowstorm. <laughs> so why why test it? Yeah, it did. What a beauty. I know. I uh, I had this weird dream because like I had to call out of work because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. That when I, I woke up and I looked out the window, I thought like, oh, it's it's bright, it's sunny, and the roads are clear. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I have to go into work today. And then like, I woke up again, because I was like, oh, but I in the process, I then woke up again. I was like, oh, that was a weird dream. Right, Let me right, look right. out the window. It's bright, it's sunny, the roads are clear. I'm like, whoa, that wasn't a dream, I guess. And then I woke up for the, the oh, real time. Shit. I was like, gotta be fucking kidding me. That was twice in like. 10 seconds. Some scary Terry shit. That I got incepted or some shit. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got incepted. And then I looked outside and I see there's no roads. Everything is miserable. I'm like, <laughs> looks like I'm calling out. I mean, that's the best case scenario right, right? there. You ended strong in that dream sequence. Yeah. And, I, you know, I sat and I ate, like, garbage. Did you have to shovel it all? Later. Yeah. Later on in the night when it, like, kind of geared back down. Yeah. Uh, I shoveled. Pointless to shovel before that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. I did it though. Uh, no. <laughs> did you have to go? You had to go in. No, no, no. I um, didn't. Thank goodness. Um, I got the day off too, and so you know, I shoveled, took a break, then shoveled again. Okay. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but we're back now. We are back. And now. we did the uh, the spinning movie. Uh, That's right. We of... did the unknown Vember spinning wheel. The mayhem. The mayhem wheel of unknown. Say it again. The unknown Vember spinning wheel. That was it. Yeah. That was it. But this was. The Wheel of Prestigious Movies, which I feel like I spelled prestigious completely wrong on it. It's on brand. It's, it's, yeah, it's still, exactly. It's on brand. Yeah, so it's like the wheel we did in November where we took a bunch of like random-ass movies and mm-hmm. put them all in a uh, on a wheel and then spun the wheel and whoever we chose, that's we, we watched and reviewed it on the spot. That's right. But this time, we only put Good critically movies. acclaimed movies. Yes, movies that have either been nominated for awards or going to be nominated for awards. Yeah, things that are kind of universally acclaimed as at least good. Yes. Um, and we rolled, and boy, howdy. Yeah. It was uh, it was going to be the yeah. blood of blood. So the way this wheel works is kind of funny because it like has a hanging like a yeah. like a hang moment where it could either go one way or the other, and it landed on the five bloods, and Matt was like, "All right, it's yeah, I've been seeing it. You know, bring it." Spike Lee always brings it. They mm-hmm. said this is a return to form for him. Chadwick Boseman, Chad. Delroy Lindo is in it. Yep. And then I was like, give it a second. And then the last second, it ticks over to the departed. And we were both like, ah, oh, all right. man. <laughs> well, from the five bloods to the blue bloods. To the, ooh. Yeah. To the potato bloods. Yeah. <laughs> I could say it. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I will say it. But, I'll um, say it in their in their own Boston language. No, and it, so yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna try to keep my Boston accent to a minimum for this entire review. Just like how the actors did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tried, but sometimes it didn't work. I feel like Matt Damon's was on point. Well, he's from Cause there because it's his regular accent. Alec Baldwin gave it a go. He oh he really tried. Didn't he tried. He? Yeah, that first that just that first scene and then yeah. dropped it. I'm just gonna um, be Jack Donaghy. Yeah, That's all I, <laughs> Jack Donaghy. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you called it the most unintentionally funny movie. Yes, the most in- unintentionally hilarious movie of two thousand five. Yeah, well, at least two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, two thousand five. Martin Scorsese, C. Yes. Scorsese, uh, Leo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, uh, Vera Farmiga, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, Nicholas, Nicholson. Nicholson. Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson. Uh, Ray Winston, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen. Marky Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, just, and then there's like other tiny players in there. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall is in there. Anth- Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson is in there. It's a good It's a good cast. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. And I liked it. And it was also the, it was the template for all Irish kids from 2005 until at least 2010. Yep. Because you always saw them with slightly baggy jeans, Nike hard tops. And, Absolutely. And, and the double jacket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the hoodie and the leather jacket, or the uh, and the blacked out Boston hat. Yep, yep. It was yeah. It was definitely a definitely a style movement uh, spawned from this movie. <laughs> uh, but you know, just it was interesting because we've done a lot of Martin Scorsese movies. We had a whole month about him. That's right, and he won our directors tournament. That's right. We run our second 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 one. Yeah, but uh, but this one seems to deviate in a lot of interesting ways from yeah. how he shoots a movie. Uh, some ways are classic, right? Classic, uh, Marty. Other ways, it's you can just see a lot of different influences from other genres of movie, other like cultures of a movie. Yeah, he all bleed themselves in. He really, I think, he really opened himself up to other uh, countries of origin. Yeah. in this one, because it is a a remake of a Japanese cop drama, mm-hmm. Infernal Affairs, and he he does use real life. American gangster politics mm-hmm. in this one, which is the Whitey Bulger case, uh, also in the Black Mass movie with Johnny Depp. So uh, yeah, yeah, he does take he, he does, and it, it's different from like Taxi Driver and Mean Streets and uh, even uh, Good like Goodfellas and Gangs of New York, where it's not like just on him, like like the writers' crew, like his crew to mm-hmm. come up with it. Yeah, you could see where he. I, I guess because he was borrowing, mm. he was able, and it was an adaptation rather than like a. Although a lot of the things he does are adaptations. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Maybe that one was a throw that one out. Maybe. Yeah. But in any case, you definitely see maybe he was a little more open to like play stylistically outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know he had a great cast to work with as well. Yeah. So you know for anyone that doesn't know, we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this movie because it's like 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's 15 years old. It's a uh... shit. It's 15 years old. Wild, no, right? it's 16 years old now because it's yeah, depending on when it came yeah. out yeah oh man i remember i remember when this movie did come out i did see this in the theaters oh you did i did yeah i don't even think i could see r-rated movies at the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah tw- uh well it came out actually it came out in 2006 yeah so uh let's see i was 20 going to be 21 at mm-hmm. that time so mm-hmm. yeah i was well aware i was well allowed to go see r-rated movies it was made for you it was made for yeah <laughs> I had the same haircut. You're the I, target demographic. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I feel like a lot of Irish people have like boondock saints they can rely on. Yeah. And then there's the ones that like 
have the departed. <laughs> and there's like a, like a very strict difference. Who are the ones that have like goodwill hunting? The nerds. Nerds, right? Yeah. The the nerds. The nerds. <laughs> the cops. The cops. Uh, the cops and the robbers. <laughs> oh my god. It was uh so yeah, so we're gonna be spoiling the crap out of it, but we're also gonna be jumping around. Yeah. We're not gonna stick too chronologic, we're just gonna yeah, we shoot from that. You know how we do it. You know, it's like we said. It's if the movie is older than X, we will do Y, mm-hmm. and you will have to be Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how it is. So the first thing that I think that that stands out for me the most in the movie is that it's kind of a tale of two cities in a way, where you see like two guys that were kind of brought up the same the same way, but reflections. They're reflections of themselves. They're okay. foils, right? Right. Where you see. Uh, Matt Damon's character, Sullivan. Colin Sullivan. Colin Sullivan. Colin Sullivan. Colin Sullivan. Colin Sullivan. Who's, uh, you know, brought up the, you know, he got hooked by Costello early on and brought up as a cop mm-hmm. to be his informant, to be a Costello guy on the inside. To have the image of. Right. And he has this, he has a clean cut image. Yes. And he is a, uh sadistic opportunist it seems it seems so yeah and you know he gets promoted at every chance you know he you know top of his class in every way gets the you know the girl he's going after you know his life is looking good it's on dotty dotty gives him some wine right (laughs) Uh, and and then you have and so it's he just seems like like you said on the straight and narrow of costello's way at least um and then you see the other you see the other guy uh costigan billy costigan Costigan. junior who uh, ends up in the other way, where he has anything but a squeaky clean image because of his family, mm-hmm. and uh, immediately out of the out of the academy, he's thrown into this deep, deep undercover uh, uh, assignment, where he gets sent to prison. You know, he gets his reputation tarnished, and he has to again get in with Costello. Yep. Uh, so he's kind of the opposite way, where one guy's a Costello uh, man infiltrating the cops the other guy's a cop infiltrating costello and you have a kind of a tale of two rats right and you also look at it at and you look at how they're you you're right like how their lives kind of turned out where uh billy was and they and marky mark kind of explained it like oh you went up to uh you know your mom's house up north and then your your dad's down like on the weekends like you're you're a boy you're a boy with two accents yeah you like Oh no! You're 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 all nice and polite, but then you come down here on the weekend and you're dropping your eyes and you yeah. <laughs> and you're acting all tough, like you, you like uh, and I think that helped his case because you know um, Matt Damon only grew up in Southie, so he only so his ideal was what Billy had, but even though Billy was in that world, he didn't accept it and they didn't accept him. Mm-hmm. And I think Colin always wanted to be because he always was like. The next big thing, like he, okay, he was a cop, but he was a he was a state trooper, sorry, mm-hmm. a state trooper, then a detective, and, this, and a staff sergeant, a staff sergeant, and then he was like, well, I'm gonna go to Suffolk and become yeah. a lawyer, yeah, <laughs> and then like he's, I also thought that was him trying to run though, from Costello. I think it was him trying to have an out because mm-hmm. like 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 I said, he's an opportunist, so he was yeah. looking for his opportunity to maybe cut free, and that's what they had him and uh, Madeline. Uh, Vera Farmiga, who will ha- will have some stuff to say. Yeah, uh, they had a conversation where it's like, well, if you wanna if you wanna break up with me because I'm moving, like I'm getting out of town. Like I, I, you know, I don't blame you. Yeah. Just trying to like not do it himself. Right. Yeah. Right? Um. So he he he's interesting because you see uh how 
he's able to cling on to these opportunities because and burn bridges and burn people right. everywhere he goes and that his and he kind of wraps himself up into his own into his own web and you see the opposite struggle with with uh, Costigan where as he gets deeper into things his principles are what's holding him back or what's causing him to despair right you know he doesn't like the life he's being forced to live he doesn't know if he can cross that murder line you know and uh whereas Sullivan has no qualms about what he does what how anything he does affects anyone but himself the um Jack Nicholson always brings up uh, Billy's dad. Yeah, he he always like you know your fa your father would have killed seven guys yeah. and then killed me if he saw you sitting here and because and then he also brings up his uncle his uncle Jackie mm-hmm. like he also would have killed my entire family with no qualms but and it's because it it is the the ideals because Billy's dad never took a handout mm-hmm. he never he always made his own way and. You could see that in Billy, like that character, the character of like, you know, I'll make it, like I'll make it on my own way. But like, it's it's very tough when you're always being tempted to be corrupted. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a, a big struggle for him. And you see it in his face the entire movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, it'd be. Uh, and I think the that's why I wish there were more scenes that I guess the pill him him getting hooked on Oxy. Yeah. You know, was definitely part of it. Um, you see, it really comes through on his scene where he meets under the bridge with, uh, Dignan, Dignam and, uh, Queenan. Yep. And really just goes like, you know, I'm fucking dying out here. <laughs> right. You know, just like, just like really letting him know how difficult this is for him, how long he's been under. And, uh, it does a good, and, and like, I, I mentioned it while we were watching, there's the, I guess the defining quote of the movie is right in the beginning where, uh, where Costello goes, uh, when you're looking at some people want to be cops, you know, and some people want to be criminals. When you're looking you're down the barrel of a gun, you're given two choices to be cops or criminals. Yeah. And when yeah. you're looking down the barrel of a gun, what's the difference? Right. Right. And this movie kind of explores that in, through the through you know undercover work. Uh, so both guys, here's where it gets a little dicey. Both guys kind of fall for the same girl in different ways. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know where that came from. I feel like it's. You know, it's like the the small world, like small city of Boston. Yeah, you know the little the little small. I mean, I've been uh, you've been to Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a very small. It is actually very small city. So when they talk about like Southie and this and that, it's like aren't, aren't all these places like three blocks away from each other? Just, yeah, just about. It's like <laughs> like their subway system is like three. Yeah, lines. yeah. It's like not even like that it's, it's, difficult. Yeah, it is paltry compared yeah. to New York's. But then I say that about everything, though. Right, yeah. Well, what is it? I always say, like, anything, like, south of, like, uh, Staten Island is, this, <laughs> is anything, like, the south. And anything north of, like, 242nd is it's upstate. Upstate, yeah. yeah. Anything past the, uh, yeah, anything past the Bronx is upstate. It's upstate. It's upstate. Of oh, course Yonkers, it is. you live upstate, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Westchester? You're upstate. Get out of um, here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Rockland County? Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> the cows up there? Right. That's by Niagara Falls, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Once the subway doesn't reach there, it's upstate. Yeah, that's. I that's... mean, like out here, out at, uh, on Long Island, it's still like people will say, like from Queens and Brooklyn, they'll be like, "You live out in the sticks." Yeah, because <laughs> like I get it, like we're out here. Like, yeah, and as, as you go further on Long Island, it does get like it's, spacious. It's just the egocentric self obsession. <laughs> or like, if you're not exactly where I am, right. you're so far removed. If you're from not anything living important. in a fifth floor walk up, yeah. Then, then you're, you're not, not, even, not even living here. Yeah, you're, then you're, you're in a rural backwards town. Right. 
but yeah, that it, I, I I don't pretend to understand all the locations right. uh, when they talk about like Boston places. Just like, I don't I. expect anyone to care when New York movies talk about New York places. Right. I I think I said it during our uh, uh, our Escape from New York. Hmm. Oh uh, my review, god! Where yeah. I said it's better to just not name places in New York. Because then once you do, it's easy to figure out where those places are and how far well you are. Right. Your whole your, your whole geography falls yeah. apart. That's why, like, John Wick movies work so well because they never say, like, well, I'm going to go up Second Avenue and end up on, like, right. Eighth. <laughs> they never even tell you that he's yeah. in the city, per se. Yeah, you just have to go, oh, there he is. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, they just show you the landmarks. Right. And he says he has a car. It makes more sense. Exactly. Although there is that first scene in John Wick 2 where he's driving in, like, Times Square and it's empty. <laughs> the most expensive shot in any job. Had to have been. Had yeah. to have been. Yeah. Because, like, that's just not realistic. Ne- never. Never happens. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. So, that's the first thing I enjoy is just their, their, the dichotomy between the two. Right. But I do think uh, Costigan gets a lot more development to him. Like, yeah. you know, we go into his back, his, his family, his father, Uncle Jackie, you know who he was growing up his you know, cousin yeah you know yeah like yeah. the trouble the types of trouble he used to get into um you know he's a we find out he's aggressive and we see those things in him we see him struggling a lot and what do we find out about matt damon he's got erectile dysfunction yeah yeah i think also yeah you're right like you only do find out about and then we we early on know that Matt Damon is the villain yeah and then we because we're not like the it's not a big surprise to us that like what what's going on is going on. They tell you right away. But I feel I think that that also kind of because there is something missing of the Matt Damon character. Mm-hmm. Like if there is a reason why he you know thinks of Frank like a father, why he's so protective, or like like there's something just like he he they kind of pass him up to have they they kind of make him look weak, yeah. like weak willed and like kind of like kind of like an asshole instead of like well why would this person continuously do this why wouldn't he find a way out like mm-hmm. like i know he's a like he's a weasel you even said like when we're watching the movie when when marky mark fucking threw the funky bunch right into his face yeah. he, <laughs> like a he, korean shop owner and then just... when matt damon kind of like was like yeah i'm catchy like yeah. like, you know, like wow you. like look Fuck how weak he yeah. looks yeah you know it's and i i yeah i wish they kind of built him up a little bit more like, yeah or at least like you know once costello took him they're like that's his backstory, right. but like he had a family too. Where's his, where are his parents? Right. Why don't we care about them? You know what? Like in the academy, yeah, he did everything right, but you know, wh- I guess I don't I don't know. It's like he's from the same neighborhood, technically right. from the same neighborhood. Why aren't you giving him as? Why much is he shit? so clean cut? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I I don't know. I guess not giving that to him is to make him less human. I guess to like be less sympathetic for his fall. I suppose so. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, that could be it. You know, you don't find out about freaking um, Robert De Niro's character in Goodfellas. J- yeah. Jimmy. You kind of do. You kind of find out through, like, uh, you you know that his main goal is to get made. This is Jimmy from Goodfellas, not Matt Damon from... I thought Jimmy from Goodfellas? No, he was never made because he was half Irish. Oh, that's right. So he would never get made. So, like, him, he put all of his hopes into Joe Pesci. Yeah. And that's why when Joe Pesci got god yeah he was so like distraught and then became a different character by the end yeah, yeah. Ugh, what a good movie hey goodfellas is still good yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell that yeah. movie holds up good movie yeah. that's what it's called we that's gave what it a 10 be. out of 10 we did yeah this uh, is in the hall of fame it is in the hall of fame where it belongs mm. uh but yeah so 
it, it's also it's cool to see his I, I what do you think about that actually you mentioned something that I want to I want to go into a little bit that we know most of the information in the movie right away right we know who the good guy is who the bad guy is who the, the rats are right. for the most part some things are revealed at the end but we know pretty much everything in the movie is pretty much the, like the cat and mouse game as as both of them get closer right. to fi- one finding each other and two like trying to avoid getting caught I don't think that that uh, Matt Damon was really ever in danger of getting caught for the most part of the movie. No, I I think like at, at, until the end, until they find the the envelope, yeah. I think the closest he ever got was in the porno theater. Yeah. But even then, he had such a head start, and he had the upper hand because he knew about the camera. Right. Uh, I think it was it's you know great of Scorsese and of course you know is the editor Miss mm-hmm. Schumacher to build tension from stuff that we already know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I said it when we were watching, it's like all the trains are coming into Toledo at the yeah. same time. So you kind of have to like, is it going to be a gigantic mess or will it work? Right. And in this, it worked. Like it didn't like anything, like nothing kind of like got fumbled. Right. Cause you, you could have something where it's like, well this, like that happened. But then because it like the consequences are, you know, more, more dire than the action. Yeah. And I think part of that is, because Sullivan is played like a true sociopath. Right. You're never left thinking like, well, if he really wanted to like get away, why wouldn't he do this? Or like, why wouldn't he just pretend this? He does everything right. Right. You know, for himself. He's out there dusting his footprints. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. Yep. You know, when he gets, when they spring that, the, the deal, when they spring that they're going to like stake out the deal with the Chinese. Oh, people. the, the microprocessor. The microprocessor. <laughs> <laughs> deal. Uh, which we never find out about the real microprocessors, do we? No, they're still somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting because the movie kind of starts off with that. It's like, oh, that's the plot. We have to stop this right. deal. But halfway in the movie, the deal happens. You find that it was a fake anyway. And then at that point, the heat is co- closing in on Sullivan and Costigan. Right. So uh, it's so heavy that... I just remembered about the microprocessors. I had completely forgotten. I feel like, yeah, that was like a, it was like a throwaway. It was a throwaway plot. plot. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of, I think it's to put them in the same room. Because mm-hmm. then we had the, the whole, the the most memed scene in, in The Departed where they're watching the, the, the deal. Oh, yeah. But everyone's like, there's no cameras in the back. Why is there no cameras in the back? <laughs> you know, who are you? I'm the guy who does, I'm the guy who does his job. job. You must be the other guy. And then Alec Baldwin with his super fast slaps. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it's to put him in that one area because you do have uh, uh, Billy kind of te- texting saying money's there, everything, and then you have uh, Colin saying no phones. You know, right? You know, they are look they're looking out like. So it's it's in it's it's that's across their path so that they both know right they're there which is interesting because that's very easy to 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 screw up yes you know when you have a whole plot line that's serving a, a different purpose mm-hmm. you know what if people are interested in that plot line and then then they realize it's just dropped it's easy it's very easy to be like you guys started a plot that ended at ha- halfway with no resolution and right. but he toes that line so well mm-hmm. where. You know, you where we as if you're watching and you're paying attention, you realize that the microprocessors are like the biggest fucking red herring. And even the characters yeah. in the movie don't care right. about the microprocessors. <laughs> like even Alec Baldwin's like they do, uh, you know, something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like yeah, war it, with it, like and yeah, even um, it was uh, I think Queen. It was like, look, we're gonna be 
at war with the Chinese in 20 years. This is going to be helpful then. <laughs> right. You know, but like everyone's kind of just like, we have to go after the microprocessor. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's them building a case. Like it doesn't matter. Like they could have went in at any time. Right. But it's, it's like, well, we're building a case because we know that they're making this deal. We're building another thing. And it's also kind of like, sussing out that frank oh spoiler alert, is a fbi informant because he then like had an upper hand like oh if it's a fake how do you get fakes yeah you know what do you do with them right so and <laughs> what do you do with them yeah yeah um the other thing is is that it shows it kind of shows the characters and what they do well and wh- where they struggle right so it shows that sullivan is really good at like thinking on the fly mm-hmm. taking advantage of like small openings right and uh like a rat like a rat, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's most rat-like. Right. It really shows his ability to be an opportunist and his ability to adapt. Right. Right. Where you know he, as soon as he finds out, he texts you know uh, uh, he texts Frank, yep. and then when he sees uh, Queena get his phone, he's like, oh, and the phone go up, and Queena gets a text. He puts it together right away, like you got a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see on the other hand, uh, what is it, uh, Costigan? Mm-hmm. Right. The whole case kind of shows. Him uh, taking big risks and like kind of throwing him throwing himself into deep shit in right. order to gain trust. Yeah, you like know? he he tries to touch the flame. Yeah, so that people know that okay, well if he's touching the flame, he's obviously with us. Right. Yeah, like you're saying. Yeah. And, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's cool because you see that that uh, Costa's kind of given up more and more of himself, mm-hmm. while Sullivan is kind of like revealing how. Like more, he's not giving anything up, right? But that's still taking a, a toll in in a different way. His relationship, yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, and his relationship with this with his coworkers. Yeah, the more he hides, the more alienated he becomes, mm-hmm. and the more Kostikin gives of himself, the more like broken he is. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's damn, like, yeah. damn, damn, Marty, <laughs> damn, Marty, damn, Marty. <laughs> also. Uh, interesting choice for Marty, who makes so many of his movies in New York, to suddenly shift to Boston. I think there was a there was a big Boston boom mm-hmm. at the time because everyone was like, I think because of The Departed, also a lot of people moved their production up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe New York got a little bit too pricey, you know. Bloomberg, you know, sure. hey Bloomberg. Uh, but uh, I think also think that like it does kind of cast like it is like a lot of untapped stories in Boston at that time. Yeah. Where you do have, you did have one of the biggest like crime syndicates up there, and no one was really talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because other than the Russian mafia, I think Marty pretty much covered everything that New York had to yeah to offer. Yeah. Um, the CD underbelly of taxis, uh, Goodfellas, <laughs> the yeah. gangs of New York, the gangs, those gangs. Yeah, um, I would like, love to see Marty do a remake of Gangs of New York, but present time. Ooh, that would be like MS Thirteen's. MS Thirteen's a Whoever else is in New York, right? What I don't even know what the yeah, I, don't I don't even, even know what the gangbang scene is like in New York. <laughs> I'm so far removed from that, um, but uh, which is a very good thing. Yeah, good yeah. thing. <laughs> Stainless straight narrow kids. Seriously, um, but also I, I guess this you know he's coming with he's a New York guy, right, Marty? So he has so much of himself that he can put into uh, New York movies, mm-hmm. right? But in a Boston movie, I wonder how he. Like, was really? able to make it authentic, that same level of if if he yeah. did, I don't know if he did because I'm not from Boston. No, yeah, I know. Like it's it's tough because, like we don't know Boston. Like 
like we could like we could jump into like New York stories because like okay yeah we've been around it but like I know like th- like there's like with this in the town and like you mm-hmm. kind of get the feeling that like there's some different kind of like netting with the like the people in Boston compared to New York where you know yeah like, yeah there's the whole like you know you know snitches get stitches you know no one rats on each other or whatever sure. but like in Boston it's like well that guy's related to me that guy's related to me yeah. that guy's married to my my sister that's like there's so many different like interconnect interconnectivity things where we just don't know personally like like if that's like legit like, yeah it's, it's interesting because in new york there's like a as a almost a like a level of anonymity right that you get in new york is one of the things i love about it yeah because also in new york you could never see the same person yeah twice. you're one out of millions of people but we're constantly reminded like in this movie um everyone goes to costume and it was like oh i know you i knew your father right you're like, i knew your uncle right you know and so they like you said. Don't yeah, do any more coke deals with your dirtbag cousin. With your dirtbag cousin, he knows who, he knows who his cousin is. Um, and it's that's my neighbor in his car. Yeah, I no, heard that. And we're talking about gangster movies, and there's gunshots <laughs> outside. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it's it's an interesting switch, and I think in the town you get that too. Yeah. But like this person's this person's brother, and knows this guy from the bar. They all went to school together. They went to church together. Yeah, yeah. Down at the park. They went to the same academy together. Right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so that I, 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 that's interesting. That's an interesting, like, distinction that I didn't pick up on. Wait, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it's it's so weird because, like, New York is a, it, it is a, like, it, it to, to, to kind of turn a phrase, it's a ghost town because you'll never mm-hmm. see it. Like, you'll never see it the same way twice. Boston is a, it's a, it's like a library where everything is kind of stacked in a row. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, not insulting anybody where they're coming from, but it's just like, you, you know, like, okay, well, if I go down this, like even in, when they, they have a scene where, uh, they they, they throw uh, Martin Sheen off the roof mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, 314 Washington street. And it's like, even the fact that they're even close to any of that. Right. It's like, Washington Street, like we never found out Washington Street was like three miles the other way. No, it's like okay, well it is, just close. Let's just say like everything's very tight. Everything's close. Yeah, yeah. Um, like depending on where you were, it can be very reasonable for you to tell somebody to go home and then be like, oh, meet me on three fourteen Washington Street, mm-hmm. and then they can't get there on time in the city in right. New York. That's very reasonable. Yeah, he's like, oh, I live across town. Like, oh, like there's traffic, whatever. But in Boston, like you gotta catch a fucking track, like a subway. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess Boston's so much of a smaller city, you can throw that out there, and and yeah, you could like it depends on how the streets are. Like, yeah, you know, like it could be close. Like even when we made a joke when they left the restaurant, and they turned the corner and they were in the yeah the buildings. Like, well, I guess they were right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah. It, so that, that's interesting. Uh, so we're about a half an hour in. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh, Madeline. Let's look Probably at... my least favorite aspect of this movie. She is a very weird character. Yeah, I don't appreciate her at all. <laughs> no, I don't even think Marty did at no. all in this. Because she is, like, if she wasn't a, was she a psychiatrist? Yeah. Isn't a, She is bad at her, is her first day on the job or something? She's terrible at her job. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it gets really bad. Yo, like, there's... There's, there are principles that you have to have when you're dealing, 
not only with people's health, but specifically with their mental health. Right. About, like, not becoming attached to people, like, not giving, not awarding drug, like, you know, just seeking behavior of, like, attention, drugs, whatever. Right. Like, uh, and when you're, when you're given the responsibility, there's a difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, right? And you, when you're given the responsibility to dole out, like, drugs. Right. Like, it, that is a very, very serious thing. And she, and all he does is neg her a little bit and guilt trip her. <laughs> yeah. And that is something that psychiatrists are going to deal with all the time. But she's getting it from both sides, too. Because Matt Damon is also giving her some terrible fucking behavior. Because mm. he's like, he kind of, he's not really fully open with her. He kind of mm. gaslights her in that way. Mm. And then when she moves in, I know it, it was said kind of as a joking matter, but it is brought back in a later scene of a picture of her as a child. It's like, well, we're just hiding that. You're like, you don't see pictures of me when I was a kid. And so you're not going to see pictures of you as a kid. Yeah, that, that was what first uh, first brought it to my attention. That yeah. like, yeah, Sullivan really doesn't have any kind of... Maybe he's ashamed of his past. Yeah. Could be it. Or maybe he has no... Maybe like... if his if his girlfriend was a psychiatrist or something, she could have picked up on something. That's what I'm saying. You have a guy who like has no past because he's clearly a, a, a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Right, like he's like, he has like an American psycho type lifestyle. He's a Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. And your job is to evaluate mental health, and you never picked up on that. It's it's the it's got to be the handsomest factor. It's got to be. He's it's because like, he, it's only because he's Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon, and also the other reason why is because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like Leo is. Uh, Leo comes to you. Right. He's aggressive. He like you yourself tell him it's classic drug seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't open up, and then he claims to open up when he asks for drugs. He talks about murder. Right. And yeah. then he guilt trips you when you say no, has a fit. Mm-hmm. And what would you do if that happened to you, Brian, if well, you're in that situation? Do I have a doctorate at the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, I would probably be like, oh, give me a minute. And I call whatever security guard is there. Be like, get him the fuck out of here. And then right. I call his probation officer and be like hey your boy needs some more help exactly throw him back in there exactly like you remember you know that guy who as part of the conditions of his release from prison was to come see me to evaluate his mental health yeah he just threw a tantrum and asked me for drugs right so yeah like i understand there's like patient doctor privilege yeah especially with like again psychiatrists but there are certain things where you're man you're a mandated reporter Right, and she did the opposite of that. No, yeah, and especially with his back, with his background and his what he went to jail for. Yeah, that's like, well, no, this can't continue. Right, and yeah. is oxy really the the drug of choice? I don't know. You know, is it? She gave him like two pills, which like you know, I can see well, that too. She gave him thorazepam, maybe. Yeah, but like that's like kind of what you do when. You want to avoid any legal culpability for if something <laughs> bad happens to him. It's like, well, look, I gave him something. Right. But you also don't want to enable his it's habits like, because this is clearly... Right. You, you gave him two pills instead of 40. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can say you did something, but at the same time, you're not like in, uh, enabling his right. his addiction. Um, and so... Like I gave him the gun, but not the bullets. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. And, uh, and then he goes, this isn't enough. And her response is... Who responds when it should be is like it would be if you weren't just trying to you know right. if you weren't a junkie right but instead it would it's, calm you down to yeah then, yeah but it says like here well here's more am I cool now do you like me now right you know and then she's like why is it always the last patient of the day <laughs> and he's like oh gotta get a cheeseburger <laughs> and then and then on top of that you're like okay you've you've like given up on 
you've like sacrificed all your morals to do that to help out this person who you've met like three times great but then he asks her for coffee and she says yes well she he asks her for coffee the minute she goes i'm gonna transfer you to another person who's like oh great so So, i'm not your patient anymore right so like if i get into a heated fight with somebody and be like hey you want to go hang out right yeah let's go let's go let's go uh let's go slam some beers at the yeah it's like no it's like you go fuck off no if you come near me again i'm calling your parole so, plus i have a boyfriend plus i who's a state detective right none of these things came up in her head no i Except just it's like oh this guy looks like leonardo dicaprio that's all it was and even though he still didn't even look like the best leonardo dicaprio he looked like a strung out leonardo dicaprio yeah which again granted that's still leo still, yeah it's still Leo, it's still, but like even on his bad day, he's still Leonardo. He's DiCaprio. still Leonardo DiCaprio, but come on, <laughs> like Whoa. it's just that, that was just such a such a weak. Yeah, and and she yeah bread for me. I wouldn't say she she earns the title. Absolutely not. She because she, she her too everything she does in relation to a guy in her life. Right. Yeah. She like. Yeah, she's not very fleshed out at all. I don't feel. I feel like Marty characters generally aren't. Well, Karen. Can't, Karen from Goodfellas was. Kind of, she, she was, was fleshed okay. out. She was okay to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I have to watch Goodfellas again. We should watch Goodfellas again. Yeah, oh, Goodfellas I mean, it's always it's awesome. always a good time it's to watch Goodfellas. Time. That's his, that's his slogan on the side. Always a good time. Yeah. For Goodfellas. <laughs> it's always a good time for Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I I would th- yeah like Cameron Diaz and Gangs of New York. Kind yeah kind of kind of, but yeah, Vera Farmiga did not have any much agency to herself. Right, she made the decision to leave Matt Damon after Leonardo DiCaprio sent a, like she never figured it out for herself that he was a bad guy. Right. Yeah. And and even so it's like their relationship was like not working well and she just kept moving forward with it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. She did the one thing that they happened to do the one thing to that relationship that happens to a lot of failing relationships where they, Add a baby to the picture. Yeah. It's like, things haven't been going good, but I'm pregnant now. Well, this guy couldn't get it up a little while ago. Exactly. Yeah. So are you sure that's even his baby? Was that your baby? Huh. I don't think so. Huh. Oh, interesting. Is huh. it Squeezy McGee over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it was... So it's it's interesting. Also, the the, e, the ED also makes uh, Sullivan look like the biggest cornball. He's, yeah, he's a big simp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we we have gone. We talked a little bit about Leo. His performance was fantastic. Yep. You know, someone who's breaking out of the shell still. He, I mean, he did Gangs of New York just before this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was still doing, and he was still coming out. Uh, Matt Damon always a professional. He was solid. He's been always. He's he does a lot of good movies. Uh, the one actor that I think we really could spend some good time on. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Because oh boy. Yeah. Does this guy swing for the fences? <laughs> what? A fucking performance. This was anger management levels of uh, Jack Nicholson. It was anger management. It was the Joker. Yeah. It was Witches of Eastwick. It was a little bit of The Shining. It was a <laughs> lot of like just just Jack just went for it. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Um. And it worked. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. You're laughing at him, but at the same time, he's you're, pretty menacing. You're terrified of. Him. Yeah. Like, there's certain things like you laugh and you're like oh, like this the 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 scene when he's trying to suss out the rat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is improvised because he wasn't supposed to be there that day. So, like, that's why the dialogue felt a little weirder than compared to the other scenes. Mm-hmm. So, like, Leo was terrified because he didn't even know he didn't know he had a gun on him. Oh, so shit. So when, when he picked up the gun, he's like, 
It's like you see him kind of pull back. Yeah. But, like, it's just this weird performance because then he comes back again. Like, he leaves. He's yeah. like, okay, go eat something. Go eat something. And then he comes back and he's like, well, I'm dicking around. And Ray Winston, you know, Mr. French, give him all the credit for being that stone face that he yeah. is, just kind of just sat there. He's like, okay, Francis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so man. Good. So good. It's it's crazy. Dude was like, I, I, the conversation about the rat was definitely the the peak of like his character for me. Yeah. Where he he's even like putting his teeth like rat teeth and like like gnawing at me. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's incredible. And then when he um, when he like breaks uh, Leo's hand again. Oh my god! Yeah. Oof. It's even true. like his body language and his actions after is like okay, go take care of your head. He's throwing money at him. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. And he just throws, he the, throws whole... the whole thing. God damn. So good. But then, and then you also kind of get this. He has this air of like, yes, you you have to fucking pay him, but he doesn't need money. No. You know, and like, he he he's out there for like respect, I guess. Well, yeah. He even said that he's like, I haven't wanted anything since the eighth grade. Yeah. Because like, people just they'll give him stuff and it's just it's his stature because a lot of people yeah they 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 may not pay big but he is fear like when they drove past the old lady mm-hmm. it's like do you want us do you want us to solve the case of who killed your, your son mm-hmm. we're gonna get these bastards and then he drives past and he's like fuck off <laughs> but my thing is didn't sullivan know that it was his guys that did it well yeah but he did he has to put on a show he has to put on a show yeah um but yeah uh and also he talking about like this as a character he he was unpredictable enough that when you find out that he's an fbi snitch Mm -hmm. that he's also a rat right it's like it makes sense or like it it's not unbelievable you think it's within the character who's been looking for a rat the entire movie no yeah also a rat yeah and it's you know and that's why he i think he walked around so confidently Mm-hmm. Is that he, he was protected, and anytime he got a little heat, he gave that person up, like yeah. with uh, Jimmy Pappas. Yeah, it's like just it put it on Jimmy Pappas, like it's fine, like. But yeah, like, and that's that led to a lot of his decisions, and he wouldn't have gotten he would have gotten away for it if it wasn't for that pesky Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool to see that relationship kind of go downhill, yep. um, and Matt Damon, like, go from like being like his boy. You know, like, oh, thank you so much for this, uh, Frankie. Right. Uh, to like, uh, I'm sorry. And to uh, <laughs> get your keywords. Get your my, keywords. my keywords. Uh, not a cop. Uh, what was that? What was that term we were using earlier? Uh, oh shit. What for? For Boston? No, just um, in, we're talking about the movie. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, un- oh. God damn it, my brain don't work now. That's nah, okay. This, is, uh, this use, is always the hard part is remembering stuff. That's fine. We use a lot of phrases. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and just uh, then then when he calls him, you know, he has a little bit of an attitude. Mm-hmm. And, and then like Frank puts him in check. And then he's talking to Frank like they're on the same level by the time they get to the, the porno theater. Right. And so you can kind of tell he was getting too big for his britches. You know, I'm surprised that Frank like put up with it as much for as long as he did. Yeah, I think it was because the, the cost was more like the 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 means just like the the ends justify the means i guess so mm-hmm. like it wasn't like you could let him kind of run his wheels a little bit because of because of what frank did got uh matt damon promoted so he's like okay well now you're just looking for yourself and that's fine and then because of that like matt damon's trying to call the shots mm-hmm. and that's what and then you're right that's why he put him in check in the car it's like 
get them the fuck off me and all yeah. that shit. It's like, yo, like, Frank's still the boss. Mm-hmm. And Matt and Matt Damon is starting to forget it, yep. and that's why, and I think that's when he decides. Like, you, do you think he had the intention of killing Frank when he, uh, when he showed up at the, uh, at the yeah, raid? I thought he was going to kill him no he matter what. To, yeah, he came there to kill him because he found out about the FBI informant, so he's either he was going to kill that him. That was it. He, yeah, he yeah. wanted to make sure that, you know, he didn't get turned in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Which was his undoing because that's what led to him getting turned in, right? Or getting, or getting popped in the head by, by Mackie Mac. Mackie Mac. Yeah. Great, great lines in this movie too. Jesus, Alec Baldwin. Yo, comedy relief. When Alec Baldwin goes, well, what about you? Do you want to smoke? Nah, look at you. You don't smoke. What are you? Some kind of fitness freak? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love the the driving range where it's like, oh, how's your how's your wedding going? Okay, good. It's like it's like getting married is good things because it shows people that someone likes you, that you, they shows women that you have some cash and that your dick works. And Matt Damon's like, yeah, overtime is like good for you. Yeah, you're like oh, I'm very happy to hear. I'm that. very happy to hear. Yeah. That. <laughs> it's so good though. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of the stuff that he does is like, like when they they had the first like Dignam meeting with the whole like mm-hmm. crew, he's like. You know, he's a very nice guy. Don't yeah. let this, don't let this like, skew your opinion about him. So she's since he's not, he's and that's like, him all the time. Yeah. And it's, but I feel like that was like, Marty was probably going to like, I'm going to call, he probably like got up to call cut and he just like sat there and like let him just roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay. We're about 45 minutes in. Mm. Do you want to give it a, a grade or you have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I don't know if there's much... Do you want to compare it to the other Marty movies that we've mm. done so far? Like, sure. Like, we've done, like, okay, uh, Raging Bull, we've done Gangs of New York, we've done Goodfellas, and we've done Taxi Driver. Damn. And now we're doing... Yeah. We haven't done Wolf of Wall Street, because I feel like that movie's just too long. It's very long. It's very excessive, too. Um, gratuitous, almost. Yeah. We, have we done The Revenant? That's not Marty. That's not Marty, no. Um, um, have we done... We haven't done Silence. We haven't done... I've seen Silence, though. I heard that's long, too. It is long. Yeah. It's good, but it's, it's, it's long. He find He, like, when he picks an actor to kind of be his guy, yeah. or in, like, to be his bell cow, mm-hmm. like, he had Bobby D. Mm-hmm. Then he had Leo. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield was it for a little bit. Who, what else was Andrew Garfield in for him? Well, he was in... I know he was in Silence. Yeah. I think he was gonna... I think he might be in something else. I think Andrew Garfield was just hot that year. Uh, that was Hacksaw Ridge as well that year. Uh, did you see Hacksaw Ridge? I did, actually. It was good. It was good. I mean, directed by a lunatic, but... Who directed? Mel Gibson. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, I mean, Andrew Garfield is... I'm I'm sad that he's going back to being Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's just for one movie. Yeah, I hope. Because, I mean... I'd like to see him just do other things. Move on to bigger and better things. Social Network, he was good. Very good in Social Network. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield was good. But no, what other Marty movies are there? The, more recently? After Wolf of Wall Street, what do you make? Uh, there was Silence and there was... Uh... Hold on, let me let me pull it up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Good podcasting time. Oh, I, The Irishman. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that because, again, very long. Very long. It's like, you know what the thing is when it's like three-hour movies? It's very tough to be like, okay, well, I'll just set my time for this yeah exactly hard to put three hours aside yeah uh, but you know it's fine he did uh, uh shutter island oh another that's on netflix now oh it is yeah yeah that just got good. added yeah. it is a good one I, that came out when i was in high school I think. yeah yeah he did a lot with leo he did a lot with leo yeah 
But uh, is it better than Taxi Driver? Is I mean, uh, the Which Departed. Is the Departed better than Taxi Driver? Yeah. No. Is the Departed better than Raging Bull? Ooh, maybe. Might be. Um, Raging Bull might be my least favorite. Not like I mean, it's tough. What about Mean Streets? Okay, yeah, it's better than Mean Streets. It's better than Mean Streets. Yeah. Uh, it's not better than Goodfellas. Not better than good, nothing's, nothing's better, better than, than nothing's gooder than Goodfellas, baby. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I think it, I think this part is better than Gangs of New York. I think so. Uh, and Gangs of New York actually was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think it. it um, I like that Marty actually used a different style. We were talking about it before when we were watching the movie that he's like it felt more of like a Hong Kong uh, yeah. action movie because yeah. like when he's chasing them through the uh, through Chinatown, mm-hmm. you can see the shadows that they use, and you can see the types of lighting that they use, like mm-hmm. the, the neon and. And what I found out is called bisexual lighting, where it's like red and blue to get like the purple lighting. Mm. That's called bisexual lighting because it's two things. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, also, I just want to mention real quick: we talked about um, DiCaprio's or Costigan's like issues with like being in too deep and how like he's wondering if he can kill a guy, and then it shows Sullivan just murder a guy in cold blood, not yeah. even think twice about it. No, yeah, yeah, because uh, Sullivan's a terrible human. Exactly, Sullivan. Yeah, and it's like. Costigan, oh, and also like, Costigan is a like he could live in it, but he won't live with it. Mm. While uh, Sullivan can't live in it, but can live a bit like live with it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like he he could he he has no problem killing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, and it takes a it takes a toll out of a person because even when uh, Costigan got that little baby toy thrown in his face, mm-hmm. and then French killed that guy, yeah. he was like, "Whoa, fuck!" Like, yeah, this it shook is real. him. It shook him. Yeah. Yeah, Sullivan is just... Just ice. Ice, exactly. Yeah. Nothing, ice, nothing behind his eyes. Nothing behind his eyes and dad khaki pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terrible anyway, crime. Yeah, anyway, though. Um, but yes, it's not better than Goodfellas. It's better than Gangs of New York. And we were talking about how we did different things. Yeah. Yeah, the, a lot of weird hard cuts. Yeah, that and was talk about the music, too. Yeah, the, okay, yeah, we were, we were watching it. I remember when I saw it the first time, I was a little, like uncomfortable with how they did the music how they like faded it in and they cut it out like in this and we watched it again i i gave you the heads up right at the beginning yeah i was like just just listen to the music maybe it's just me or something and just like right away the first thing it's just like hard stops and then there's other songs where it's more i think because maybe it's the rolling stones (laughs) where it's more diegetic and it's like in the background and yeah it's easily to fade i feel like it's shipping up to boston like specifically is the song that he really played around with in that way yeah he i think he had no problem just like hard stopping it yeah like mid conversation or like you know like 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 in the middle of a shot you'll just stop the music and then start it just as uh and sometimes it was very jarring and i didn't quite see why he decided to do that Mm -hmm. and other times i thought it was like really good um, like for example, when, like you said, when all the trains were heading to Toledo, right. um, <laughs> uh, he cut it at several points where like, you know, Frank loses his cool and screams at him and, and it's kind of just like, whoa, cause when everyone's kind of rolling in the car, there's like that kind of cool vibe, especially that Marty does. Right. Like with some, with like just people in cars driving and talking with music playing over, like that's just, you know, you know the vibes. Yeah. Right? And then when he cuts that music for it, it's, it's gonna like, like, oh shit. It has to be important to yeah. cut the music. This yeah. isn't this isn't like happy go lucky at all. Right. And then it comes back in and then it cuts again on Sullivan's side when he tells him to like like, Oh, we're getting him tonight. Mm-hmm. Like it's very it was done very it was very effective there. Right. 
Yeah. And and it, and it's such a te- it's a technique that like you would never think to use. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a uh... no. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because if you keep it, you gotta think like, all right, well, you can keep the momentum rolling, right. and perhaps elevate the tension. But in this, because yeah, you could you could you could rise it up while yeah. the tension's like peaking. Yeah. Or you could fade it out and be like, okay, well, the scene's over. Well, it's interesting because the the most the scenes with the most tension in this movie didn't have music. Yeah. Like when you hear the footsteps of Costigan walking after uh, Sullivan, a really tense chase scene with no running. Right. You know, which is very very cool that he could just shoot it that way. Or when uh when the the three way betrayal, like it, when Costigan tries to arrest Sullivan, no music. Right. You know, um. I don't know if there's music when. I think there's like background noises, like ambience. Oh yeah, yeah. When Sullivan kills Frank. Yeah. No, it's like I think you're supposed to focus on everything that's going on in that that area. So like you hear the the gunshot, you hear the the gurgling of the blood, you hear like the the scraping of the sand on the floor, just to kind of like you could tell like he's desperate and dying yeah. and all that shit. And then and then when the music kind of like kicks in, it's like, did we win? Like, is this a win for us? Right. Like, is okay? And then. But in other, like in the earlier parts of the movie, where it's like, yeah, we're in Boston, yeah, there, 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 there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna play this song, yeah, and it just, poof. yeah, okay, well, what happened? <laughs> yeah, now he's, he's sitting eating soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's talking about priests. Yeah, it's like it's it, yeah, it's weird. Um, okay, okay, so yeah, not yeah. better than Goodfellas, better than Gangs of New York. Um, tie with maybe Raging Bull. Okay, maybe I would, I would have to. What about Wolf of Wall Street? I put it I over. I don't like Wolf of Wall Street. I put it over Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I think this maybe because I'm a poor boy mm. and seeing rich people. It's too rich for your blood. Too rich for me because yeah. like he's still out there doing stuff. Like he's a terrible human. Yeah, Jordan Belfort. He is actually he is a, still out there too. Still out there, yeah. Um, not saying that anything is wrong with the like the performances in the movie. I think Leo did great, but I think uh, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, With too much success, I think it's supposed to yeah. be. But like, because also like Casino, like where do you put Casino? Yeah, like, is Casino because that's like the spiritual sequel to Goodfellas. I know, I know, but I think I put it under. I would put it on. Yeah. I would put it under the part. I would think like it's it's very tough to be like. Maybe it's Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. Maybe, maybe departed. Maybe number, departed. Maybe departed. Number three, followed quickly by Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Could be. Depending on on the day, though. Some days Raging Bull might take it. <laughs> right, yeah. In case he busts in the door and beats up fucking Joe Pesci again. <laughs> uh, oh, Cape Fear. Uh, yeah, so, did, we could really go into Marty. I don't even remember Cape Fear. Uh, the Simpsons spoofed it. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Also, they, the Simpsons did a, a, uh, a gag on this, on The Departed. On Departed? And it was a whole, the same kind of the same setup where it's mm. like, Bart's running the crew and there's a rat in his crew. Uh. And then at the end, where after, you know, Matt Damon gets shot and a, a rat runs across his terrace, mm-hmm. <laughs> a rat runs across the, the screen and then you see Ralph Wiggum come up. He's like, the rat represents obviousness. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Maybe I'll throw it in here at this point. Awesome. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, super heavy handed. Yeah. Ugh. But I, I'll give this movie an, uh, I'd give it an, Somewhere between an eight and a nine for me. I'm with you on that. One. I'm with an eight, like an eight, like a good solid eight. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a good solid eight. Nothing. Uh, but I think because of the 
poor romance angle. Uh, very ha- ham fisted in there. Yeah, and the like just as a character, she just wasn't. It just didn't make sense. It took me out of it. It was yeah. just like, why, why? At any at any other time, like everyone's character motivations are very well understood, mm-hmm. and what they do, what everyone does, makes sense for their character. What she did never made sense for her. Yeah, she character. could have been so much more than what she was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Even Mark Wahlberg's character. Even Mark Wahlberg. Gave, they gave him a, a right. A character he had a he had an arc too. Yeah. He's this tough, no nonsense cop, but he was actually friendly with Costigan. Like he's like, all right, well, he his his kind of his hard tone, uh, harsh tone, and everything about him is testing his merit, like testing his yeah. will. And he was saying, if, like, I'm the best friend you got. Right. Like, as if he cracked under that, like, just words. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna do when he's actually in the shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just the way he berates people, it's just... Um, good times. Good times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very fun to watch. Yeah, good good work environment. Mm-hmm. Solid work environment. Uh, he, uh, how many times did he punch Sullivan? Twice? <laughs> <laughs> he gave him a good... He gave him the old one-two? The old one-two. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool because he's obviously the most abrasive character and the, the biggest asshole in the room at any given time, but he's the only one that's 100% good guy right you know except when he goes off the grid and murders Sullivan. <laughs> but i feel like that's that had to happen because that was the comeuppance that he was getting because he because of what sullivan did led to the death of the nicest irish guy in the world it's the closest thing you could have gotten to a happy ending right yeah yeah that's it yeah because you saw you saw costigan get shot you saw anthony anderson get shot mm-hmm. you saw a guy but you with... saw frank die yeah and you saw sullivan die so does it even out you saw it so, uh, Frank's whole crew get wiped out. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, it depends. Is the happy ending good guys like good guys living or bad guys dying? Or is it that nothing matters in the end? Like everyone gets shot. But Mark Wahlberg didn't. Alec Baldwin didn't. Alec. Well, yeah. So now there's two guys. There's two. Yeah. So that's a net positive. Net positive. Yeah. yeah. Chaotic neutral. All yeah. right. You feel bad for Costigan, but you know at least he died a hero. Right. Yeah. He got the Medal of Merit. Right. What is Sullivan? What's Sullivan gonna get? Is he, is his uh, reputation gonna be tarnished by what's gonna like? If they yeah. What him? if everything else leaks? He was in his apartment, right? So did he find? I'm pretty sure Billy sent up another copy of the D, uh, CD. Probably. He probably because he knew too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mysteries. But then also the other uh, mole bear. Oh, he killed him. He, he killed, killed him. Right? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. It actually oh, wraps yeah. itself up very nicely. Yeah. Ties it off in a bow. Yeah. In a way that's like... Throw it in the Boston Harbor. <laughs> the Boston Harbor. Uh, I just... Does it seem too neat? Like, how convenient is it that I anyone think that would be an issue, they, that they all just killed each other in an right. elevator? And there was no... Yeah, um, I think... Oh, and also everyone died either before the gunfight or after the gunfight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... It's a little, it's, it's neat because it's a Marty, it's Marty neat. Mm-hmm. Like it has to end. Like there's no open-ended with Marty movies, right. you know. Oh, what do you, uh, you know, one thing we both noticed when he dies at the end, he's got the groceries. It's the same groceries that Frank gave him in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Some loaves of bread and some, some milk. It's a little poetic. A little. Okay. All right. So this is a movie about an eight. Um, I'm not gonna nominate it for the Hall of Fame. I don't think it. I don't think. No, nah, I think it's a little overrated, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we rated it. <laughs> we rated it as a. Yeah. I mean, by other I mean, people. This by other did, people. This did win. This cleaned up at the Oscars. 
for 2005 2006 six, so. yeah what else was nominated though oh yeah that uh, i don't hold on, let important me question oh boy that was a, i guess seven oscars that is a lot also was it like the first marty movie in a while i think so yeah because yeah. I, I know a lot of people were like oh it's a makeup it's a makeup oscar you mm-hmm. know he uh he they, he just did it because you know it's Marty and they like they didn't get, I guess they didn't give it to him for Goodfellas or something right which why wouldn't you I know okay so the movie uh, was up against Babel Letters from Iwo Jima mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine which was very good it's a sweet movie it's a good movie The Queen um, Helen Mirren okay uh, Leo lost best leading role to Forrest Whitaker of Les King of Scotland. By the way, if anyone's seen Last King of Scotland, it's really good. <laughs> really good. Uh, I didn't even know Forrest Whitaker won, uh, ever won a Best uh, Actor. Yeah, uh, Alan Arkin won for Best Supporting Actor. Jennifer Hudson won for Best Supporting oh, yes. Actor. I remember that. Uh, Marty beat out Alejandro Inarritu, Clint Eastwood, Paul Greengrass, and Stephen Fierce. That's actually a pretty that, good bracket. Yeah, that's a good bracket. Yeah. Um, it beat... So it won a Best Adapted Screenplay, so it beat out Borat, (laughs) Children of Men, which also, very good movie. Mm -hmm, It is. Little Children, and Notes of a Scandal, which I don't know. I did not know Borat was an adapted screenplay. I guess because it's a character. Yeah. I also didn't know Borat was Oscar nominated. (laughs) That was another thing. Oh, Best Achievements in Cinematography. This is a good, this is a good, this is a good bracket. Mm. Tough bracket, though. So it was Pan's Labyrinth by Gil, the, the Guillermo del Toro movie, yeah. uh, Children of Men, yeah. uh, The Black Dahlia, The Illusionist, mm. and The Prestige. Ooh. Ooh. Pan's Labyrinth won, by the way. I was about to say, I don't yeah. think the party should have won that. No, yeah. It didn't, though. It wasn't nom- <laughs> even nominated. Oh, I just okay. said it was a good bracket. Oh, like, it was a good okay, movies, okay. Just except it. The Illusionist. Um, all right, so. So I think that's the shoot, buddy. Yeah, it is the shoot. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the season shortly. Very shortly. Uh, so keep your ears tuned for that. As I know always. I know what we're going to do for a finale. Oh, hell yeah. And we talked about it. It's going to be fun. Oh, wonderful. But uh, We hope. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, the pandemic season is coming to a close. Yep. Uh, as always, guys, you can hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a thing or stuff or whatever, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast with a D. With a D. Have fixed it? Won't fix it. Nope. Right. Can't fix, won't fix. Uh, also, we're going to add a little music cue and it's going to be really abrupt. You know how abrupt it's going to be? Yes. I'm a sailor! Hey!